We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Francesco Basile, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Wow! Such a privilege to be with you today. Can we lift our hands in this moment, close our eyes? Father, we want to dedicate this moment once again to you. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence in this amazing house. Holy Spirit, you represent Jesus better than anyone else. Holy Spirit, you glorify Jesus. You magnify Jesus. You are the one that demonstrates that Jesus is here. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this room. Are you with me? Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this room. Touch hearts. Touch bodies. Touch souls. We release, Lord. We welcome your power to flow among us. Holy Spirit, take charge of this atmosphere. Let everything that has bread praise the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus in this room. Holy Spirit, take absolute control of this time and moment. Let every word carry the anointing. Let every word impart life into us. Let every word break open everything that needs to be open. In the name, the wonderful name of Jesus our Lord. And everybody shout, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Tell somebody next to you it's going to be great. Thank you, guys. I'm so glad to be with you today. And I'm also privileged to share pulpit today with Pastor John and his wife from Equippers US. Isn't that amazing to have an Equippers church in the, in the US? God is doing something through equippers all over the world. And I am privileged and I'm happy to be part of this amazing family. I bring greetings also from my wife. She cannot be with us because she is pregnant once again. It's our second baby. We don't know yet if it's a girl or a boy, but it's welcome. We are looking forward to have this amazing new small leader in the making. The Bible says, grow and multiply. <laughs> Greetings also from our church. And I say our church because it is ours. And I want you to feel it yours. It is an Equippers room couldn't exist without the support, the help, the prayers, the encouragement of the Equippers family and Equippers Dunedin. Give an hand, put your hand together for yourself, for your support, for your faith. I was sharing in the, for a, a little bit in the conference last week about what God is doing in Rome. And maybe most of you were there. But briefly, I just want to say something that we are recently experiencing in Rome. Uh, every week, 
we, we have been going, running from October of last year to, to this very moment, nine months. And every week we have seen new visitors coming to church. Every week we have seen at least one person give their life to Jesus. Sometimes we went up to 14 in one Wednesday night meeting. We have seen people healed from incurable disease. There was a woman uh, who came for the first time. She was pregnant. I think she was around about three or four months into the pregnancy. And this young woman was uh, actually even a single mother. She was with uh, nobody. Uh, she was, you know, not in a good relationship, a healthy relationship. And she came in church because somebody invited her and I always thank God for the people that share the gospel. Invited her to this amazing new church that was uh, starting in Rome where miracles happen. The message that this woman received was, there is a church where miracles happen. Isn't that a great name to have around? And as she came, she received, in that atmosphere, she felt she wanted to know Jesus as her personal savior. And while we pray for her salvation, she also shared with me that they discover that the baby she was carrying had a Down syndrome. And she asked me, this is a church where miracles happen. Can you pray, pastor, for me? I said, why not? We believe in God. And while I was praying... This is the, the, the nice part. While I was praying, I heard in me the still small voice of the Lord. How many know what I'm talking about? The still small voice of God telling me, tell her in a week by now, they will discover that the baby is perfect, is normal. They will discover that something miraculous happened and there will, not, there will be no trace of this sickness. How many of you know that when you want to start a church, you want to be friendly, you want to be nice, you don't want to risk too much. Are you with me? This is not a headache. But I discovered in my life that if we want to see God moving on our behalf, we have to step out. We have to dare to believe God. We have to, if we want to find the face of God, sometimes we have to lose ours. And I said in front of everybody, in a week by now, you will go to the doctor. They will discover that nothing wrong is with this baby. And she started crying. Everybody started crying. It was an emotional moment. Anyway, the day after, and the two, day, two days after, and three days after, I was waiting for this phone call that never came. And Wednesday was coming for our next gathering. I was a little bit worried because, you know, people are going to ask me what happened of that boy and that lady. And I was, I was a little bit concerned. I'm not Superman, you know. I couldn't fly away. <laughs> but as soon as I stepped into the building that we are using, into the venue, I saw that woman that was there waiting for me. 
with a big smile. She didn't want a call. She wanted to give me the good news in person. And when she saw me from afar, she said, Pastor, Pastor, I went to the doctor. And it happened exactly as you told me. The baby is normal. It's perfect. Maybe that boy may think he doesn't have a father. But how many of you knows that each one of us are not a mistake? We all have an heavenly father. We were not born for an accident. We were not born. None of us here was born for an accident or coincidence. We were all born for a purpose. How many of you know that this boy is, is not, I mean, is not, didn't come to life yet? But he's already speaking. He's already preaching. From Italy to New Zealand. Come on, somebody. I want you to see today something that has, has really blessed my life. And this morning, the Lord, I believe, was speaking to me to talk to you about John chapter 21 from the first verse. John chapter 21 from the first verse. Last year when I was here, I spoke about Luke chapter 5 and I spoke about when Peter went fishing and caught nothing. And then Jesus come, came on the scene and called him and he proved to him that listening to Jesus is far better than not listening to him. And as Peter dared to go where Jesus showed the way, he caught so much fish, so many fish, that, you know, the, um, a theologian says that he caught so much fish that it would have taken two weeks with two boats to catch the same amount of fish. When you obey God, you can get in two minutes what you cannot get in two weeks with two boats and all the, the, the people around you cheering for you. God is willing to give acceleration to his people so that they can get something in two minutes that is difficult to get even in two weeks or in two months or in two years. Are you with me? And that's, that moment in Luke chapter 5 was the first call of Peter. Was the call of following Jesus. But then Jesus died. Jesus suffered for us and went on a cross. And Peter got so discouraged that instead, he didn't have anybody to follow anymore. And instead of staying where Jesus told him in Jerusalem, he went back in his boat. And he went back fishing once again. John chapter 21, from the very first words, the Bible says, Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. You see, he is not in Jerusalem, he is in Galilee. And it happened this way that Simon Peter, Thomas, Natalael, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples, total seven disciples, and they were together. And Peter says, I'm going out to fish. Let's say together. I'm going out to fish. Yeah. And Simon Peter told them, 
And they said, well, we all go with you. I learned something in life, that you can be a leader in the positive and you can be a leader in the negative. Well, we all come with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Everybody please say with me nothing. Oh, we can do better than that. Let's say nothing like an America would say it, okay? One, two, three. Nothing. Oh, we can do better than that. I'll, I'll try later, okay? <laughs> Verse 4. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize that it was Jesus. So he called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? Notice here, Jesus called out to them. Another translation says, Jesus said to them. And the Greek word used here is an interesting word for talking or building a conversation. Is the Greek word lego or ligo. It's the word for building a discourse. And Jesus called them, friends, have you got any fish? They answer, no. And now verse 6 says, he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Here, another word for saying, another Greek word, instead of saying discourse, here, another translation says, Jesus shouted. And the Greek word used here is epo which means command. So Jesus is calling them. Have you got any fish? They don't know it's Jesus. But then all of a sudden, Jesus command. Apple. Cast the net on the right side. I mean, if you don't know who is talking to you, if you don't know, if you've been fishing all night, you are tired. If you don't know who is talking to you, you don't, you don't try again. You don't, especially because they were about 100 meters from the shore, the Bible says. So they were too close to fish. And now a stranger is talking to them. But this time they could hear a sound in his voice that was not common. They could hear a sound in his voice that felt like a command. And when you hear the voice of God, sometimes he speaks you gently, to you gently. But sometimes he gives you orders and commands. And when he commands you, if you can discern what he's saying, you can experience the growth that God has prepared for you. You can experience the miraculous God has prepared for you. Cast the net on the right side. The title of my message this morning is, What's the difference between left and right? What's the difference between left and right? The, the Sea of Galilee, where they went in disobedience, was on the left. Jerusalem was on the right. They, cut, they tried to, cut, to fish all night on the left side, catch nothing. Now Jesus comes on the scene with a word, with a command. Cast your net on the right side. And the Bible says that they caught 150 big fish. Say big. big. Come on, help me here. Say big. big. 
153 is an amazing number. 153 in the Hebrew, when you, every number has a letter attached in the Hebrew language. And if you uh, see the value and the translation of 153 in the Hebrew language, it comes out a name called Bethlehel, which actually is found in the Old Testament and is the man, the chief carpenter or the chief artisan that built the Ark of the Covenant. It's also the name of the man, the, sh the sh chief man, artisan, that built the tabernacle of Moses. And you know what it means? Bethlehel means in the shadow of hell or in the shadow of El Shaddai. Come on, I'm, I'm going somewhere here. You can try on your left side all your life. You can try, leave, pretending Jesus didn't speak to you. You can go back to your boat. You can go back to your Galilee. You can try to forget about Jerusalem and the miracles you saw and the prophecies you received. You can try to live your life in your old city, in your old shoes with your old friends but let me tell you something Jesus knows where you are and there are moments where he talks to you gently but there are moments where he will come to you again with a command I have called you I have never given up on you you are chosen you are mine I have a mission for you cast your net on the right side what was on the right side was the shadow of El Shaddai oh the one who stay under the shadow of El Shaddai the Bible says found peace and refuge and prosperity and whatever belongs to you is hidden in the shadow of El Shaddai cast the net on the right side why because on the right side God has prepared for you something that you were never able to get with your own strength are you with me today Peter here it's the master because John recognized him because he recognized the command it actually says it's the Lord which in Greek is curious Curious means owner. When Peter, when John saw that even the fish obeyed the voice, come on, yeah. of the curious, the owner recognized him. You know how you can recognize if it's really God speaking to you? Because when you act upon that word, things happen. When you act upon that word, everything bow at his name. Everything bow at his word. And John says, it's the Lord. And Peter jumped into the water and began to swim. And he goes towards Jesus. And do you remember what was, what was Jesus doing over there? Who remembers that? Jesus was cooking. Cooking with what? With fire. Right? They didn't have barbecues. They didn't have Weber like I got. Somebody, people ask me, can you cook? I can Weber. <laughs> Jesus had a fire. Where did Peter deny Jesus? Before a fire. 
with a young girl. He was trying to get warm next to a fire. Now Jesus comes to the scene with a fire once again. The fire on the left side made Peter deny Jesus. The fire on the right side put Peter before Jesus once again. That, that was a fire of restoration. That presence was a kneeling presence. That presence was a forgiving presence. The fire with the girl was a fire of fear. Was a fire of rejection of the purpose and plan of God. Was a fire of denial. Was a fire of humanity. Stinking humanity. But this fire is an holy fire. Didn't, Jesus didn't have anything to start the fire. And didn't have anything to catch the fish. But Jesus in his presence he carry everything you need. And when you can stay in his presence, you can find restoration for your soul. You can find forgiveness for your soul. You can find new purpose. You can find your destiny. You can find why you were born. Jesus always comes to you with the same ingredients that he had when he met you the first time. Jesus met Peter for the first time. With a miraculous catch of fish. Now Jesus is meeting Peter once again with a miraculous catch of fish. Because God will never change his mind about you. Come on, I'm preaching good here. God will never change his mind about you. No matter what you did between left and right. No matter what you did with your human effort. Jesus will never change his mind about you. Jesus will never change his mind about the purpose he has for you. Peter was carrying a leadership mantle but when he lost confidence in his leadership because he lost his leader went back to the boat and everybody six people followed him six in, is the number of humanity six people followed him and Peter went back to the boat and everybody followed him I'm here to tell you something sometimes if we don't discern what God is saying in our life, sometimes if we don't discern what God is doing in our life, we can make the wrong turn. And people will follow. Because guess what? People are watching you. You are leading even if you don't want to lead. You are leading your children. You are leading your office. You are leading your, your cell group or e-group. You are leading everywhere you are going. You are leading. Why? Because in your DNA, DNA, there is an imprinting of Jesus. Once he touched you, you cannot get rid of it. And Jesus meets him again. Peter recognized who this amazing Lord is. And his life is changed forever. I like to say it this way. The first catch of fish for Peter was a catch for following. The second catch, miraculous catch of fish, was a catch for leading. Because Jesus, in the conversation, he says, you now feed my sheep. 
you now feed my sheep. You now feed my lamb. Jesus was empowering now Peter not to be a disciple only, but to be a leader of his people. In fact, the book of Acts is made of 28 chapters. 14 chapters are chapters where you can see that Peter was leading the church. Sometimes you may feel like the least, you may feel lost because you, are, you ended up on a boat once again with six of your friends and all together cannot catch a fish. And you may think you lost your call, you lost the anointing, you lost your purpose. But let me tell you something, if you can discern the voice of the one who is still speaking to you, you can get back into the fire, you can get back into the zone where the fish are waiting for you. Thank you, Lord. I don't know about you, but I sense the presence of God in here. Thank you, Lord. Can the guy who plays the piano help me, please? I feel the Holy Spirit wants to do something here this morning. Is that okay with you? Is that okay if we allow the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow in this room this morning? I believe God sent me here from the other side of the world to speak to you this morning. To tell you that he has not given up on your case. He has not given up on you, on your call. You may have taken the wrong turn. But if a GPS can reposition you, even when you make a wrong turn, how much more your living God can reposition you when you make a wrong turn? There are three things that I want to share with you this morning about this story. About making the right turn in your life. The first one is that if we want to be led by God, if we want to do something with our life, we must be intentional. Nothing happened by accident. We must be intentional. We must pursue the call of God. Intentional living always has an idea. Unintentional living always has an excuse. Intentional living always makes things happen. Unintentional living always wonder what happened. God wants to be intentional in pursuing your call. God wants you to be intentional in hearing His voice. God wants you to be intentional in whatever you do. You have only one life. You cannot miss it. You only, you only have one chance. You cannot bargain with everything else. This is your time, my friend. This is your season. Be intentional in what you do. Don't let what you cannot do keep you from what you can actually do. Sometimes we are overwhelmed by the need around us. And I'm here to tell you, you cannot change the world. 
But I have a good news for you. You can change your world. You can change your world. Don't be overwhelmed by the overwhelming need of the planet. So many people know knows everything that is happening in there and in there, and they care about what is happening in, in the US or is happening in Africa, but they don't care. They don't, reali don't realize they are not caring for their world and their mission and their purpose in life. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? Jesus believes in you. He never quenched that fire. He never stopped talking to you. He never stopped searching for you, even in your place of disobedience. There are people in your world that I will never be able to reach. There are people in your sphere of influence that I will never be able to pastor. And pastoring is not the job of a pastor. Pastoring is the job of a lamb who grows up, who becomes a sheep that is ready and willing to have lambs. Who has his heart so much enlarged that there's room for someone else that there's so much love to the overflow overwhelming that he's looking for somebody to give it <laughs> you maybe are not called to be a pastor behind this pulpit but the one behind this pulpit can you, cannot pastor behind your desk Maybe you are not called to speak with a mic, but you are called to speak in the name of the Lord wherever you are. You are called to move in the name of the Lord wherever you are. I don't know what is your business. If you are a fisherman, I want you to know Jesus is interested in, even in the business of fishing. Jesus is interested even in your business, in whatever you are doing. Just Bring the shadow of El Shaddai into your right zone. Are you with me? Am I talking to someone this morning? Someone who maybe was ready to give up on his dream. Because the guilt and the shame of your mistakes were too heavy. Sometimes mistakes are also in, with finances. Sometimes we don't hear God with finances or we don't hear God with our children or with our spouse. I'm here to tell you, God is in the business of correcting your mistakes and transforming your pain into your most powerful testimony that you can ever have, into the most powerful weapon you can ever carry. Come on here, are you helping me this morning? God wants you to be intentional because intentional people change their world my second point this morning is inspired God wants you to be inspired and to be an inspiration for others my wife is pregnant and the first pregnancy was much easier for her the first pregnancy 
went very well, easy. But this second one was a little bit tough for her. Maybe because she was supposed to hold the other baby all the time. Maybe she was supposed to cook great meal to her husband. Maybe because everything happened together, a new church plant. The baby, the new baby, she was overwhelmed. And her doctor didn't help her very much. Her doctor is strict, bossy. And I have seen my wife in the last few months sad. I've seen her always complaining about I have pain here, I have pain here, don't want to get up from the bed. But recently she heard of another doctor and they told her that this doctor it doesn't use you know a lot of medications you know. she is more of a of a consular and she told me Francesco do you mind going there and check this doctor out and see what happened because I, I don't feel I don't feel good and you know being a man you know being driven my personality I was not I was not understanding her come on girl Jesus is with you come on but I'm pregnant well Mary was pregnant too and he rides a donkey But you know, when a woman wants something, the husband is dead, but the woman is the neck. Every woman clap, every woman clap. Husband, don't smile, your wife is looking at you. So, I did. I took her to this other doctor, Julia. The, the doctor's name is Julia. And she was a young woman. We went to see her and she was not dressed in white. She was casual. And we sat and this woman began to pour out encouraging words to my wife. Oh, you are not sick. That's the most beautiful thing you, you can ever dream that you are carrying in your womb. But the other doctor said, doctors, that's their job. You are carrying something amazing in you. This pain, this pain is nothing compared to the joy that you will have. But, but you know, I'm tired. I know you are tired. But you know what? What a mother can do. Man, we never understand. What did she do? She spoke words of encouragement. She inspired my wife, not in the way I was doing it, but with, in the right way, in a woman way, which is the right, right? <laughs> and you know what? Now after three weeks of speaking with her, of receiving that inspiration, my wife feels healthy. She doesn't have any pain. She is joyful. She has totally changed her perspective. Why? Because somebody was able to inspire her and to see her situation from a different perspective. I wonder if you are not stepping into your call because you are not allowed the right people to surround you. I wonder 
if each one of you has a pole in his life, somebody who can speak, who has spiritual authority, and, and we all understand this, but I wonder if each one of you has a Barnabas. Barnabas means someone who is able to uh, infuse courage into you. Everyone needs a, a Paul, everybody needs a Barnabas, and everybody needs a Timothy. Somebody that we are encouraging, somebody that we are inspiring. Are you with me? The very people that are around you will determine if you will turn left or right when God speaks to you. The very people that are around you will determine that you will say yes or no to the challenges of God. Watch out for who is around you. Choose them well. One of the best blessings I had in my life was to receive the man and the woman of God that God sent. Little words that have changed the course of my life. Little inspirations that have really literally lifted me up from the ground. The people that will make the difference in your life are not the ones that you believe in. But the ones that believe in you. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. <laughs> My last point, the first one is live an intentional life. The second one, inspire others or be inspired by others. The third one is in fire. Say with me, in fire. So many people don't have passion in life. But God is calling us to live a life that is full of passion. Is that okay, Pastor, if I come down? God is calling us to have a life that is full of passion. Passion always attracts. Passion always carries an atmosphere. True or not? You can recognize a passionate person because he always changes the atmosphere when he steps into a room. What if our passion is in the things of God? What if our passion is in the Word of God? What if our passion is in writing songs? What if our passion is in writing books? What if our passion is in giving, is in helping, is in inspiring? Your life can make the difference if you allow Jesus to determine who you are and why you were born. There are two great days in the life of every human being. The first day of your life is the day when you were born. And the second great day of your life is the day when you discover why you were born. Peter, leave this boat because I have fire prepared for you. I have something great. You are going to lead my people. You know how that story finished? Jesus said, when you grow up, somebody else will choose for you. The whole story is about deciding, will I turn left or will I turn right when God is speaking to me? What will I choose? Where will I go? Who is the leader of my life? Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. 
We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.